Stalin gives orders to deploy three all-female Air Force units, and they have a super insanely fast crash course in aviation training. So they trained as pilots, navigators, maintenance, and ground crews all at once. And the third plane, which was flying like a little bit behind them, would drop really low and turn off its engines Uh. and glide over the target. And when they were over the target, they would drop their two bombs. And you just hope that your engines start up again. And, <laughs> I mean, they would, they would have to like crawl out and restart the engine on the wing while they were flying. Well, hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women in history. I am Sarah Gorski. I'm Sam Eggers. And I'm Chloe Skye. And today, y'all, I brought you... I'm so excited. I'm like vibrating with excitement over here. I bring you the Noctexan, the Night Witches. Have you ever heard of the Night Witches? No, but I need to. (laughs) Sam. Oh, my God, you guys are going to be so excited. Buckle your seatbelts, listeners, because if you haven't heard of the Night Witches, you are in for a treat. So I'm not doing one broad today. I'm doing a group of broads who are commonly known as the Night Witches, or in German, the Nachtexen, which is now my new favorite German word, the Nachtexen. Sounds awesome. Um, they are the 588th Night Bomber Regiment of the Soviet Union from World War II. And they were absolutely unreal. So I'll, I'll just do like a, a miniature backstory. You know, at this point in World War II, around like 1941, Germany had like gone into Russia, which was at that point the Soviet Union, wreaking havoc. And they held Leningrad. They were, was like under siege for like a year or two. Things were really rough in Russia. And there was a big move of all the people, all the, all the Russians were like, we got to, you know, people started to enlist more and more and, and get drafted. And there is this really famous female navigator named Marina Raskova, who is considered the Soviet Amelia Earhart. Um, She was the first female navigator in the Soviet Air Force, and she had a ton of long-distance flight records. And she kept getting all these letters from Soviet women who really wanted to help in the war effort, because a lot of them had lost brothers and husbands and boyfriends, and they saw their villages being destroyed and burned. But women were not allowed to serve in the military at this time. So they, they were allowed to serve in certain positions that were like mostly like helping to clean, you know, but they weren't allowed to actually serve. And so Marina was getting all these letters and she petitions Stalin himself to allow her to form an all women fighting squadron. Finally, things got desperate enough that Stalin said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So on October 8th, 1941, Stalin gives orders to deploy three all-female Air Force units, and they were going to be led by Marina Raskova. These units would not only fly missions and drop bombs, but they would also return fire, making the Soviet Union the first nation to officially allow women to engage in combat. So until then, sometimes women were helping out, like in more plane transfers and ammunition and like resupply, like all these like supporting roles, but they were not allowed to like hold a gun 
and shoot. So Marina has over 2,000 applications and she ends up picking 400 women to train in these three units. And most of these women are all 17 to 26 years old. Oh, years they're old. young. And they're, a lot of them are students. They're very young. And they have a super insanely fast crash course in military training, in aviation training, Air Force training. So in a couple of months, they learn what most soldiers learn in a couple of years. Jeez. And they didn't really, they didn't specialize them in one thing or the other. These women trained in all of the areas that are necessary. So they trained as pilots, navigators, maintenance, and ground crews all at once so that they all could kind of pinch hit and move around and be assigned as possible in any of those roles at any time. Wow. I had this one, this one quote from a general who complained about being sent, quote, a bunch of girlies. <laughs> Your mistake, general. Your mistake. Mm-hmm. The military, as evidenced by that quote, was completely unprepared to accommodate women serving at all. They got all these hand-me-down uniforms that were like huge size. They were like hu- sized for huge men. And they were given size 42 boots. Oh my God. Which are like enormous. So all these women had to cut up their clothes and their bedding and stuff it into their boots so that their boots would fit because they didn't have clothes that fit them at all. They got all these gross hand-me-downs and they cut their hair short. They were required to. And uh, there was a quote in one of the articles I found that said the woman didn't even recognize ourselves. We looked in the mirror and we were boys, which I think they were like actually really excited about because they were in this like new position i'm slightly horrified for them though that like they had to that they had this like crash course in so many things at once and then they were all trading jobs like i would hate it if i'd be like oh my gosh like here comes like Tanya's gonna fix my plane but she's only she only studied plane maintenance for like seven days and (laughs) but they were all in the same boat like they all got recruited the same time and they all went through the same courses and marina was like a really fucking like renowned pilot and navigator and she Mm -hmm. taught the shit out of them Mm -hmm. as is about to be evidenced and they they probably knew from training like what everyone's specialties were that's true so they maybe would be like okay this person spends most of their time working on like repair engineering yeah the more the missions they went on i'm sure the more like specialized they got and stuff like that but you know the, the point was to be able to do it all because they really had they like they really had to. So not so not only are their uniforms and shit not like the right size, they also are given the absolute shittiest planes in existence. Uh. They're like former they're like former crop dusting planes. They're made from plywood and canvas. The Soviet Union was like, we're not going to give them expensive planes. We don't have any extra to spare, but also they're women. We're not going to give them really fancy. Did equipment. you say so- plywood like IKEA? <laughs> Like plywood and canvas, plywood oh. with canvas stretched over it. God. And they had open cockpits. So there wasn't like glass or plastic over them when they flew. They're like open faced in the oh air. Oh my God. What the heck? When, when the wind was strong, um, it, it would like toss the planes around because they were really lightweight. Uh, they couldn't, they weren't heavyweight planes. They could only carry two bombs at once. Jeez. They also were so lightweight that they, the women couldn't carry parachutes. So they did. They had Whoa. no parachutes when they flew, and they weren't. Um, they they either either and I don't even want to say either or, but like the planes couldn't carry the equipment, and also they weren't given the equipment. But they also did not have radar guns or radios in the planes. Uh. So so when 
they were navigating and flying. They were using rulers and stopwatches and flashlights and pencils and maps and compasses. And that was it. Holy no way. Shit. No way. I would be so out of there. Dude, these women, though, Jeez. they had no protection from the cold. So when they were flying in, in the cold, which it was in Russia, it was pretty of cold. Of course it is. Of course <laughs> it's cold in Russia. They often got frostbite. And there were a few articles that said that even just touching the body of the plane could rip your skin off because it was Ugh. so cold. Wow. The great news about these planes is because they were so small and made of such basic material, they did not show up on radar or infrared. So they were extremely hard to track. The Germans, the Nazis had a a lot of trouble tracking them. And their stall speed was lower than the Nazi planes. So they, they could like maneuver and turn around much faster than a larger plane with larger engines. So like Nazi planes could only do like, only go so long and then it would take them a long time to turn around and do another pass and come back at them. And in that time they've already maneuvered away. And they also could, because of the planes were so small, they could take off and land from almost anywhere. Mm. Um, so they were like very, they, they didn't need like a giant runway. They could just land on a field somewhere in some rando place. But the planes also were super they also could like light on fire extremely easily. So just like one incendiary bullet or tracer bullets, they call them, could send the whole plane up immediately into flames because it's just like wooden canvas. And so just like, Jeez. so anyway, the women train and train and they're in these shitty planes and they had their first mission on June 28th, 1942. Their first mission was, the, was uh, on the Nazi headquarters that was laying siege on Leningrad and threatening Moscow at the time. And these women were super super successful and the germans were fucking scared shitless so the so what the way that they worked on their missions is that there were two people per plane there was the the pilot and then there was the navigator um, and in the course, they had to fly at night because the planes couldn't fly very high. They had to fly low because of their shittiness <laughs> and because they were heavy with the bombs. Like basically the two bombs was like max capacity for them. So they had to fly really low. So all of their missions had to be at night. So here's the night part of the night, which is they only could do it once there was no light because the Germans could really clearly see them coming during any daylight. Right. And so they would send out sometimes 40 two person crews running eight to 18 missions in a single night. And the way that they did this is they would send three planes out at once. And the first two planes would be like in the front and they would fly over the target. They would pull the focus and the spotlights of all like the German troops and they were at the camp. And they often would like light a flare and drop it because it was the middle of the night. So the plane that was going to drop the bombs couldn't necessarily see the targets really well. So the first two planes kind of would like light it up for them, draw focus, and then they would weave and dart out of there. And the third plane, which was flying like a little bit behind them, would drop really low and turn off its engines Uh. and glide over the target. And when they were over the target, they would drop their two bombs. And you just hope that your engines start up again. And, <laughs> I mean, they would they would have God. to like crawl out and restart the engine on the wing while they were flying. This was like part of what they did. This is insane. I'm, I'm like having a panic attack. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Well, and so so the reason they have the name Night Witches is because the Germans like they never could see the bombs coming and the plane with the bombs, and all they heard flying overhead was this whoosh from the gliding. Oh, that's so and cool. And to them, it sounded like like a witch flying overhead. 
And so they became known as the, the Night Witches. And then there'd be an explosion. And if anybody saw them up there, they were not even in the seats. They were on the wings. And I hope they just started, like, cackling when they did these bomb drops. <laughs> just, just to fuck with the Germans. Well, they totally, they completely embraced that label. Like, they were all about it. They were, they, they, there was, nobody was ever like, no, we're not the night. They were like, yeah, we're the night witches. So the Germans were scared absolutely shitless. The, the men were, like, afraid to light their cigarettes at night for fear of being spotted. Um, and they were so successful in these missions that the that any German soldier who killed a night witch was automatically awarded the Iron Cross Medal, which was like the super prestigious medal. Jeez. But because wow. the night witches were like so destructive to all of their efforts, they were like huge targets. And Germans were so scared that they had they had a couple theories. They were like, "Who are these people? Who are these women that are flying?" And their first theory was all women were criminals who were masters at stealing, and they were sent to the front line as punishment. And their second theory, (laughs) this is my favorite theory, is that the woman had been given special injections to give them feline night vision. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, There's one of these pilots. Her name was Nadezhda Popova, and she flew, oh my God. This woman, she ended up flying 852 missions. Whoa. In response to the question about the feline night vision, Nadezhda Popova says, quote, This was nonsense, of course. What we did have were clever, educated, very talented girls. Yes. And that's all they had. It wasn't witchcraft. It wasn't science. It was smart chicks in their plane. Do you, do you have do you have any stats at all on like how like the percentage of women that survived doing this or like how many women how often they got shot down or anything are like you that? Trying, are you trying to skip me to the end, Sam? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I just was thinking about. I'm just thinking how insane this all sounds. That I'm just mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Uh, I, I have just, stats. I have stats. Okay, hang on. Okay, all right. I'll oh, hold great. Stats. All right. I'm looking forward to that because okay. I had the same question. But I want to talk for a second more about Nadezhda Popova. So this this chick flew 852 missions. That's in, that's insane. There there is a quote from her that says, "quote Almost every time we had to sail through a wall of enemy fire." So like they had bullets just like hailing on them, and every time, knowing their plane could catch on fire at any moment, they had to fly through it. Jeez. Once Nadezhda flew 18 missions in one night. Wow. They would like, they drop the bombs that, that they would do their formation, right? The three, the three planes, that third plane would drop the bombs and then they would reform the same thing so that what was plane number one was now plane number three, go through, they would drop their bombs and they would reform again. Plane two would drop their bombs and then they would go back and all reload all their, their bombs and then go back and they would do Jeez. like back and forth, back and forth. Uh, 18 missions in one night, Nadia. Does that whole sequence count as three missions or one mission? I believe it's the mission is once all of them have dropped their bombs. Holy so like the payload is dropped. That's one mission. And then they come back and then they go back. Once after a flight, Nadezhda counted 42 bullet holes in her plane, oh. as well as in her helmet and her map. Holy crap. And after they get back to the ground and count these bullets, she turns to her navigator and she says, quote, we will live long. Uh- <laughs> And she did. Nadezhda, spoiler alert, she does eventually die. But she died in 2013 at the age of 91. Whoa. So that chick, that chick made it a yes. long time. Good for her. 
2013. Yeah. So in the course of the, their time together as a brigade, they dropped over 23,000 tons of bombs. They flew over 30,000 missions, which is about which averages out to 800 per pilot navigator team. Jeez. And they only lost 30 pilots. Wow. That's kind of amazing. So they were really, really, really good at their jobs. 24 of them who uh, were awarded Hero of the Soviet Union, which is, was a big award uh, during the war. And Marina Raskova was killed right before the end of the war. Hmm. She was sent to the front line and her plane never made it. She, hmm. she was given the very first state funeral of World War II. And she is buried in the Kremlin. Wow. Wow. Yes. The last flight that the brigade flew was May 4th, 1945, and they were only 37 miles away from Berlin. And three days later, Germany surrendered. And most definitely, the work these women did was like a huge part of that. When it came time for the Victory Day parade in Moscow, though, the night witches weren't included in the parade. What? Because the people who ran the parade said, quote, their planes were deemed too slow. (sighs) <sighs> what? Oh. No. Yes. That, That's awful. Isn't that ridiculous? What a slight. Isn't that absolutely ridiculous? Wow. I have um two little things I think are fun to, to, to wrap up their segment. They, apparently they had 12 commandments of being a night witch. And the first one was, be proud you are a woman. I didn't yes. find the rest of them. I don't know what the rest of the commandments are, but now I need to keep looking because I'd really like to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah. I need to and, know that. Uh, despite all the shit that they got about being women, they totally embraced the Night Witch moniker and being women in a man's world. They used to decorate their planes with flowers, and they used to use their navigation pencils for eyeliner and lip liner. Yes. Oh my god, I love them. And that is the Noctexan, the Night Witches. Ugh, they are my new favorite. Can you even? Very I mean, impressive. they changed the tide of the... Like, they were given these... Here's the thing that blows my mind. I mean, I want to hear your reactions, too, because obviously I know this information. But, like, it blows my mind that they were given the shittiest planes and the shittiest equipment, and they made it fucking work and turned the tide of the war. And that blows my fucking mind. What do you... What's your reaction hearing about these guys? I, I think I feel the same. I'm just, like, shocked that they were given... The absolute dregs of equipment and supplies and the, you know, the Ikea Malm dresser equivalent of a plane. And they somehow were able to be so successful. And it just sounds like they were so creative yeah. in their, in, mm-hmm. with how they approached their attacks. And I just can't imagine the bravery it took. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'd have, I don't think I'd have the balls. It's just so cool. So cool. Yeah. The, the sheer force of will you have to have to intentionally sign up and create this program in the first place Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist and then accept the bare minimum of what you need and still be so successful so successful that's so that's amazing the fact that they they face the hails of bullets like every mission and like they only lost 30 pilots and it sounds like like, truly it sounds like they had a good sense of humor about the whole thing too like haha they can't shoot us down we're gonna live forever yeah. <laughs> i mean they also just were real badasses like they just wanted to make a difference in mm-hmm. the war they saw the war ravage their hometowns and their families and they were like fuck no not on my watch and then they signed up and they turn off their engine midair <laughs> drop bombs. Oh. and the- 
And the the Germans had to be so terrified and intimidated by Russian women in general. It's like <laughs> these night witches their their first mission was the same month Lyudmila got her 309th kill. Oh yeah. Kill. Yes. June of 1942 like she she's like all right all right I'm done with you you guys I'm gonna go to America and then the night witches are like but we're just getting started <laughs> like, I love this too because Germany they had this big thing where they're like oh a, a real you know the best German woman is the woman who breeds German children at home and takes care like that was their big thing right they really had these gender roles like nailed down I mean, obviously, the Soviet Union has many faults, and Russian <laughs> culture is not exactly like no kind doubt, to no women. Doubt. But, but, but I do love that. You know that the the Nazis are spewing this stuff about like the woman who stays at home and raises the kids, and they're just then these amazing Russian women like coming from the sky and from the hills, and that they like can't conceive just, of women being so good at combat without some sort of scientific enhancement, <laughs> like like cat eyes, <laughs> right? Completely, right? Yeah. They're like we we have to do some research on this. Can can we start experimenting with cat DNA <laughs> on our me? on our uh, prisoners? We'd like, we'd like cat eyes, please. Thank you. They burn, right. When I read that, I was just like, I was like on the floor laughing. I was like, oh my God. They just can't even conceive that women could be so good <laughs> at killing them. That, that uh, anyone could have the skills to do that at night. Like, that just also shows their limiting beliefs and what they're capable of. I love it. Yeah, truly. Well, that, my friends, was the Night Witches. Thank you, listeners, for being here for this ride. These badass bitches who are like my new favorites. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we appreciate you listening every time. We appreciate your reviews. Share it. Visit our website. We've got a broads database at broadsyoushouldknow.com. You can even submit abroad if you think that there's one we haven't covered that we should. And we will see you next week for another Broad You Should Know.